Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the WTF Fake It Till You Make It show. For episode five, I thought I'd move away from all the darkness and despair we'd been looking at in three and four, what with banned books and books that inspired crime, to move on to the comic writers. I mean, there are loads of very, very good comic writers, but I'm just going to list three of my favorite. So here's a fun fact about me. I read only one book that has a sad ending per year. That's my upper limit. And the reason is because actually I get very into the books I read generally, and if they're super sad, then I get super sad. So in high school, I remember I read this one series. It was a trilogy about some magician who eventually died, and it was completely unexpected and tragic. And it wasn't just me. It was my my friends as well. All three of us were just kind of sad and blue for maybe three months we made all these playlists and would sit in a circle and cry together I know completely mad but that is how sad I get when I read sad things so I try not to anyway there's enough exciting stuff in the news that is sad enough without me having to make myself even more miserable so yep I tend to read happy books and specifically actually funny books when I can so three of my favorites are Oscar Wilde uh, P.G. Woodhouse and Jane Austen. So let's get into them. So, okay, Oscar Wilde. Now, well, his name, actually, oddly enough, was Oscar Fingal O'Flaherty Wills Wilde. I hope I'm saying that right. He's Irish. But he's an author, poet, and playwright who was wildly famous in his time. He went to Trinity College in Dublin, then Magdalen College in Oxford. So very well-educated fellow. But uh, yeah, fun. another fun fact about him, his childhood sweetheart uh, eventually went on to marry Bram Stoker, yeah, the, the Dracula guy, so funny how well these writers seem to know each other, they actually moved in the same literary circles and hung out with each other, so kind of nice to think about. Anyway, he was one of the most popular writers of his time, like a proper celebrity in London society and beyond. Um, But sadly, he also had one of the first celebrity trials. He was tried for gross indecency, as the courts called it. But essentially, I mean, that was for being homosexual. So he was imprisoned for some years after a long court case, and his health declined greatly in prison. I mean, when he was in jail, he was required to do hard physical labor, which absolutely did not suit Oscar Wilde's lifestyle. So that was very tough on him. Anyway, once out, he sailed to France the very same evening and never returned to England again. Not that there was much longer left in his life, unfortunately, because his health continued to decline, partially due to his stint in prison and probably partially due to misery. He had been rejected by the Catholic Church after the trial, which broke his spirit completely. He was devoutly Catholic, and he was completely destitute after having lived a lifetime of flamboyance and luxury. So you can imagine he was pretty miserable. On top of that, after a while of hanging around France, he eventually confined himself to his room after some embarrassing encounters with people he had known in his heyday. In in fact, here's a quote from him. My wallpaper and I are fighting a duel to the death. One of us has got to go. And sadly, obviously it was not the wallpaper who went. Oscar Wilde died at the young age of 46. Now, I know I said this would be lighthearted, and here I am talking about death, doom, and gloom yet again. I don't know what it is. I just, I tend to go that way. But anyway, his works are hilarious. So three of my favorites are The Importance of Being Earnest, 
which actually was one of the last things he wrote, Lady Windermere's Fan, another play, and then The Picture of Dorian Gray, which is his only novel. Um, and it has a couple of movies based on it, I think one from the 70s and one from the last 10 years with Ben Barnes in it. So yeah, pretty famous story. The story is basically a beautiful young man who, while having his portrait painted, learns from a guy who's kind of watching this portrait happening about hedonism. So basically living for sensual pleasure. So after getting this portrait done, he decides to embrace this libertine lifestyle. But every time he sins, he notices that his portrait ages and becomes a bit disfigured. So he locks up the portrait and continues to live his life to its fullest. Then 18 years and many sins later, he comes back to see his portrait and it is barely recognizable. It's completely aged and disfigured. So in a rage, he stabs the portrait. His servants and others hear a scream and run to his room. But what they see is a disfigured old man in Dorian's room, wearing Dorian's clothes, stabbed, and a portrait of a beautiful young man. So yeah, pretty chilling. But it is written hilariously. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I keep going into the dark side, but no, it is, it is very funny and worth reading. Anyway... To lighten things up, let's, let's go through a few Oscar Wilde quotes. So one really famous one from The Importance of Being Earnest is, the truth is rarely pure and never simple, which makes sense for that play because, you know, there's this huge identity mess up, so really quite funny. And then another from The Picture of Dorian Gray is, experience is merely the name men gave to their mistakes which i think is quite funny because it's true right like oh he's so experienced I, he's made so many mistakes and then um well, another one from the importance of being earnest i think this one's really funny although again a little bit dark but i guess he had dark humor to lose one parent mr worthing may be regarded as a misfortune to lose both looks like carelessness <laughs> obviously a bit ridiculous but very funny Anyway, that's Oscar Wilde, absolutely worth reading, especially if you go for one of his plays. They're really short. I mean, it won't take longer than an hour, and it will, it will have you laughing out loud, I guarantee. Anyway, moving on to my actual, absolute, all-time favorite, P.G. Woodhouse. So his name is written Wodehouse, but it's pronounced Woodhouse. His full name was Sir Pelham Grenville Woodhouse. He was knighted. He was very, very famous in his time, just like Oscar Wilde was, although he lived a little bit later. So, yeah, he was a British author who moved to France for tax reasons eventually, actually. And during World War II, he was warned that the Germans were coming, but he was apparently having a cocktail party and didn't believe the warning. Anyway, he was captured by the Nazi forces. This made front page news, because as I told you, he was super famous. So anyway, <laughs> the newspaper, well, one of them said, Woodhouse works on new book in padded cell at German camp. Held at former asylum, writer is in good spirits. Diet develops admiration for the potato. He declines favors. So, you know, looks like he was taking it all in good spirits because he was in prison for nearly a year. Anyway, after that, he was released, as in he was free to stay in a plush German hotel and start broadcasting stories from German radio. This, obviously, I mean, during wartime, really upset the British, who considered punishing him for treason which may have even ended in a death sentence. I mean, it never did, but also he never returned to Britain. He actually moved to America and lived happily ever after there. 
But yeah, um, one of my most prized possessions is actually a first edition Woodhouse book, which was gifted to me by a friend. And I, I mean, it was incredible, right? It's still incredible. Anyway, one of my favorite things about Woodhouse is his vocabulary. It's absolutely stunning. It's hard for me to describe. It's not just that he knows a lot of words, but he uses a lot of words in very bizarre, never-before-seen ways that make them super funny. So I remember he once described a character as having a zariba of chins. So I had to look up the word zariba, never heard it before. But it means a protective enclosure made of thorn bushes. So imagine what a zariba of chins, plural, would look like. Anyway, really quite funny. But yeah, Woodhouse, another wonderful thing about him is that he was prolific. He wrote hundreds of novels, short stories, and actually even a few Broadway musicals. And I love that because I've never run out of Woodhouse books. I've read most of them at this point, but still not all. And that's so exciting because I know there's more, more out there for me. Anyway, I like to describe him as a writer of sitcoms, or I guess the OG sitcom. And what I think is really spectacular is that he never resorts to kind of base humor, you know, the stuff that most comedians nowadays do. Or even actually Shakespeare and Chaucer both did this, right? But Woodhouse never did. He never went to kind of the animal side of humor. It was all very classy. Um, But what made his work so funny, like laugh out loud funny, was the situations his characters found themselves in combined with their motives and inherent qualities. It just created a cocktail of utter ridiculousness, but everything made sense, right? It was all very logical how things panned out. So yeah, really, really funny. Anyone who likes golf should definitely read his short stories. Again, they're really short, so great to kind of zip through, but they're really funny. I don't understand a lot of his golf stuff because I don't understand golf vocab that much or the joy that you get out of golf, but I still find them funny. Actually, anyone ever use the search engine Ask Jeeves? In the pre-Google days, I know that's what we used to use at school. Well, Jeeves is actually a Woodhouse character. So Jeeves is a really, really smart butler. Well, I guess wise butler. And he serves this this young dandy called um, Worcester. So Jeeves and Worcester were kind of a pair. And actually, there's a really great miniseries on it by Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry, which I really do recommend. Um, again, super funny. The uh, video quality is not that great, but you can find it on YouTube and it's worth watching. But yeah, some of my favorite quotes from Woodhouse. I mean, again, really funny. He had just about enough intelligence to open his mouth when he wanted to eat, but certainly no more, which I've used that to describe people since. Or how about this one? There is only one cure for gray hair. It was invented by a Frenchman. It is called the guillotine, which is true. I mean, I guess dye is not really a cure, but the guillotine certainly would be. Or... You're one of those guys who can make a party just by leaving it. It's a great gift. Again, really funny, and I've used that on someone before, too. (laughs) I know I don't sound very nice, but it was just too funny to resist. So yeah, absolutely. P.G. Woodhouse, it's the one book or the one author that I recommend to people over and over just because I think it is so funny. And if you want to start with a Woodhouse book and not his short stories, I would go with Joy in the Morning. Anyway, moving on to my last favorite comic writer. Again, like the other two, she wrote satire, a lot about society, you know. Um, But Jane Austen, so Jane Austen was the oldest of the lot. 
Um, and unlike the others, she was not really famous until way after her death, sadly, uh, when she became wildly popular, a bit like J.R.R. Tolkien, author of Lord of the Rings series. However, unlike Tolkien, this was partially because she had to publish anonymously, as did most women of the time, to get published. But yeah, she wrote really funny, insightful critiques of society, actually not just in her books, but also in her letters to her siblings, and we know that because her brother and her sister actually burned her letters once she died so that nobody would see all the hilarious and probably slightly mean things she'd written about other family members. So, but yeah, she's best known, I guess, for a sense and sensibility, Emma, which if anyone is a fan of the movie Clueless or even the Bollywood movie Aisha, they're both based on Emma. And I guess most famous for Pride and Prejudice. So... Pride and Prejudice is about a spirited young woman, Elizabeth, and her four sisters. So yeah, five sisters total, a lot of sisters. And how their matchmaking mama is trying to marry them off to save the family from poverty and complete destitution. So Elizabeth eventually, despite her best efforts, I mean, she starts the book off by hating this man, falls in love with Mr. Darcy, who is incidentally the first crush of many, many, many women out there, and many, many men, I'm sure, too. But yeah, Mr. Darcy, pretty amazing. So there have been several movies and miniseries on this book, if anybody wants to watch. In fact, there's even an Aishwarya Rai version of it called Bride and Prejudice, which makes total sense because the whole plot of arranging marriages fits really well within a Daisy setting. So yeah, absolutely really funny. So Pride and Prejudice actually starts off with a super famous quote, which I would say is the most famous Austin quote. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Which, I mean, yeah, that's hilarious, right? But you can see her style was to kind of really get under society's skin and talk about it in a very, I don't know, just a really funny, real way. But yeah, another quote of hers that I really like is, Happiness in marriage is entirely a matter of chance. I mean, as someone unmarried and potentially going to get married in the future, I mean, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's a possibility, right? That's kind of terrifying, so kind of makes me want to not do that. Anyway, a last quote for you before I sign off. Uh, this is from Mr. Bennett, Elizabeth's father in Pride and Prejudice, and I think this is so true because I sincerely live by this. No, not really, but okay, slightly. For what do we live but to make sport for our neighbors and laugh at them in our turn? It's true, though. Everybody's neighbors are in each other's faces. Anyway, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend all three of those. But if you have any questions about them, do shoot them my way. So ciao for now and see you next week.